Hi everyone, it's Jason, and welcome to the JC Weather Podcast. It's Thursday, July 12th, and the last thing we want to talk about is more rain. Many areas just north and west of New York City had the worst flooding since Hurricane Irene. And it looks like we are going to indeed be getting some more excessive rainfall this weekend. And we'll also take a look at what we're thinking about with hurricane season, speaking of things such as the remnants of former tropical cyclones. So right now we're dealing with a prefrontal trough and a cold front. And there's a strong area of thunderstorms across the lower Hudson Valley and across eastern Connecticut. And some of this may reach us later tonight. So don't be surprised if right now it's about 11 p.m. If at 1 or 2 in the morning we have some heavy rain and thunder and lightning. And this front, it's going to stall out over the area tomorrow. And we are going to have shortwave energy moving through. So when we get our diurnal heating, this could trigger a few showers or storms through the day tomorrow, but it's going to be relatively isolated. Many areas will remain dry tomorrow, but anything that does develop does have the potential to produce torrential rains, gusty winds, and hail. The Storm Prediction Center has... The western edge of our area in a marginal risk for severe weather, and that's mostly due to the high cape and the precipitable water values. Now, we're in a similar situation on Saturday. The coverage will increase a little bit, and then Sunday is just looking miserable. It is looking like a washout, looking for rain and thunderstorms the whole day, and Models are getting bullish with rainfall amounts. We're going to have precipitable water values in excess of two and a half inches. So flooding becomes a real possibility when you have situations like this. And some models are picturing a few inches of rain, believe it or not, through the course of the days on Sunday. So, for tonight, it's partly cloudy. We've got isolated showers and storms after about 1 a.m., and it's going to be sticky in the mid-70s. For Friday, we'll call it mostly cloudy, very humid, and we've got a 30% chance of showers and storms through the day. Temperatures are going to be in the mid to upper 80s, but it will feel like the low 90s with the humidity. And of course, it will be cooler at the beaches with a southwest wind. And for Friday night, we'll call it mostly cloudy again. We'll have scattered showers and storms through the night, with lows in the mid-70s. For Saturday, mostly cloudy, and we're going to have a 40% chance of scattered showers and storms through the day. I'm going to see temperatures in the mid to upper 80s, again, feeling warmer with the humidity and a little cooler at the beaches. And Saturday night will be mainly cloudy. We've got a 50% chance of showers and storms through the night. Temperatures will be hovering in the mid-70s. And Sunday is where all the action is. 
going to be cloudy. We will have rain and storms through the day. We are going to take temperatures down a notch. They'll be relegated to the low 80s. And we're looking for at least a half inch to an inch of rain. Some places could see two or three inches of rain. So hopefully those are not the same places that saw the flooding that we had last weekend. There is a marginal risk for the whole area for extreme rainfall from the Hydrometeorological Prediction Center. So in any event, we are also getting deeper into the hurricane season. So it's time to talk about some updates there is another tropical wave in the North Atlantic. It's got about a 50% chance of developing, but it's going out to sea. And one of the conditions required for tropical cyclone formation and intensification is sea surface temperatures of at least 80 degrees to a depth of about 150 feet. And this is what we have throughout much of the central and southern Atlantic. Now, counter to that, we are in a strong El Nino phase, and that generally results in more wind shear in the Atlantic Basin. So if vertical shear is too strong, the storm can't rise to its full potential. We see the cloud tops detach from the center. They almost get blown away, and the energy becomes spread out over too large an area, and the storm strengthens. So generally need winds to be traveling in the same direction in the throughout the atmosphere as the storm is moving in order for the storm to strengthen. Now, wind shear sometimes is a more important factor than sea surface temperatures because no matter how warm the ocean gets, if there's too much shear, then tropical cyclones are not going to be able to organize. So, if we had these water temperatures and we didn't have El Nino, we would probably be in a very active season. So, we'll have to see if the El Nino is as strong as it's forecasted. That would actually be a good thing in terms of our hurricane season. Exceptions, though, have occurred. I mean, last season we was a perfect example. Had less activity than average, despite the La Nina. And there are a few things to keep in mind when we try to determine how active a hurricane season is or was. It's not just about what letter of the alphabet you get to or how many alphabets you go to. The real factor, and we try and calculate what's called the ACE, the accumulated cyclonic energy, we look at the intensity of the storm, how long the storm lasted. And also um, also the distance that it's traveled. So we could very well get 18 storms. It's what Colorado State University is predicting. But if they're all weak and short-lived, then it wouldn't be regarded as an active season. So we'll have to wait and see. But bring your umbrella the next few days. I'm Jason, and thank you for listening. You can find out more by going to jcmeteorologicalservices.com, on Facebook at jcweathernyc in Long Island, and on Patreon at jcweather.